0: welcome back it's been a it's been a minute it's been a hot minute yeah yes sir yes sir it has it's uh it's good to see you i haven't seen you in weeks literally yeah weeks from crazy and uh welcome to the first day in summer
1: that's right on may 4th my triumphant return. It's in the sunny. It's nice and warm. you Get the door open.
0: Get the door open down here in the in the podcast uh, slash classroom studio area. The dungeon. We got a great guest tonight. We're going to introduce here in a little bit. So uh, all in all, I think it's a good return from uh, unfortunate events that have led you to be gone. I don't know how far you want to really get into that, but it's uh, yeah, not, my it's life's not an open greatest. book.
1: Yeah. It's been wild. So for all the people that kind of what Craig's alluding to is my grandparents' house burned down at the beginning of April, uh, like the first weekend of April or whatever it was. Um, it was like sa- a Saturday night. And I just remember like getting a call and being like from my sister who's you know, 18 years old. And so you don't get many calls from your 18 year old sister. And she calls me and she goes, and I go, "Riley, what's wrong?" And she goes, "You heard." And I said, "Oh god, this can't be good." She's like, "Grandma's house burned down." And I was like, "Wait a minute. What?" That's terrible. And so now it's been just the cleanup after that, you know. They left their house with nothing but like just the clothes on their back, like not even shoes on their feet. So we had it's been a rat race of trying to find a place to live, get new shoes, both cars are gone, find people to clean up stuff, uh, you know, all this stuff working with insurance companies, you know, trying to organize like GoFundMes and stuff to figure out how to get them by until like all this stuff kicks in and you know so it's been that has been a a chore I guess the best way to put it
0: yeah well you sent me some pictures now this was a while back this was I think some pictures of um their their home um probably a few days after everything had transpired and I've seen some pretty bad things and I'll tell you man it looked it, it didn't look good at all like just everything gone I mean I just I really feel for him, and I know that you've been handling a lot of the stuff as well, which says a lot about you, without a doubt, but um, it's good to have you back. That's
1: yeah, for sure. it's good to be back. That's probably, like, one of the things, like, I, I've been spending so much time down there. You know, like, I've been like, kind of, like, working remote, and I've been... Um, you know, more remote than normal. Right. And I've been working down there. And like, if I'm not doing that, I'm talking to the insurance company or I'm doing this. And like, we wouldn't even started like the longer part of trying to claim every single personal property thing that you own. You know, it's really just been the bare minimums and like, you know, that first weekend I think I spent like $3,000 just the first night or like first full night I spent like like a thousand dollars or $500 just getting them something to get back on their feet, like clothes. And then, you know, stuff to like bring your dignity back. Like, you know, when you have to put your clothes in and stuff like that. And so it's been just, yeah. yeah.
0: Cause how long do they live in that residence? 22 years. 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're a little older. I don't, we don't have to. Yeah. Know. They're
1: like 80. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's
0: not easy because. No.
1: And they're, they're like against apartment living with like, they're people living in the country basically for now for 22 years. So transitioning back into being an apartment has been very tough so far.
0: Well, I uh like I said, I'm glad to have you back here and um there's gonna be a lot of catch up time that we're gonna have to do off the air, but for the time being, uh we'll we'll get cranking on the old podcast here and the old uh, potty. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think the last one we did was I'm not even. A, so, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to do this to you like normal. Yeah. And ask you which one we're on because that's not fair to you. at this I know. Point. You do. And I just
1: have to, I'm just a guess. But I mean, the last time we guessed, we <laughs> messed that up. But it should be 22. But
0: I was thinking 22. Yeah. I, I, we, didn't, we still have to do the thing where we put a little X or a line on the wall. Yeah. but We haven't done that yet. Just
1: like Shawshank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like it, Jared. Just yeah. like
1: it. Just like Shawshank. But
0: no, it's good to have you back. And like I said, thank you for bringing the warm weather with, uh, with you today. And, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Here we are. How are things, the shop?
0: Yeah, they've been good. They've been really good. They've been cranking. You know, people are definitely getting things to uh, for the opener. We got the opener coming up this weekend. So when this comes out, what the following week, yep, uh, the weekend of the opener will already be uh, over and done with. But a lot of people are coming out for the opener. The weather has, uh, you know, you think the weather would keep people away, but it really hasn't.
1: Um, you mean the sixty mile an hour gusts and yeah. torrential downpours every other day?
0: There was a couple Saturdays. I think it was like three three Saturdays ago we had like a line of people that were to the door on a Saturday waiting to check out and it was horrible outside and i was like this is a true testament i guess that we must be doing some things right here if people are right. coming down here shopping and it's terrible outside like literally like don't open your umbrella outside cuz you're going to go for a ride yeah 100% yeah it's going to be
1: like up but you are the house
0: yeah for, <laughs> for sure but no it's uh it's been it's been great uh it's been it's been really good again i you know i say that probably a lot of the times when we talk about the shop like it's great but i I really can't. He's just a really positive otherwise. guy, so bubbly. I like, tried to be. The, <laughs> the only real issue we've run into is, and we talked about this even three, four weeks ago, and you know we're not the only ones dealing with this, but we are still running kind of in a, an equipment shortage as far as things that we were supposed to have uh, that have not come in. We're getting kind of a a spackling. Is that is that, yeah. use that word? Yeah. A spackling of items into the store. Yeah. Isn't that isn't spackling used for drywall? Yes. Oh, okay. But you know, it sounded it sounded really good. But I could
1: <laughs> hey, you have poetic license to me. <laughs> I uh, was talking to a lot of contractors lately, obviously, and uh, they're like, you you might as well just, you know, hope in one hand and wish in another, yeah. or poop in one hand, I think it is, and yeah, wish yeah. a- see what's when Phil's first, he's like, he's trying to build a house right now, you know, and we knew that, but he said like, trusses are even 18 weeks out, so people aren't even digging foundations because they can't get
0: trusses. And like, so is that, <laughs> is that kind of any any timeline as far as a rebuild or not even well
1: i gotta get the site i'm working to still get the site cleared right now um it's been you know got somebody on it who's trying to subcontract it out um and then just trying to get the subcontractors to get out there and look at it but most people that do that stuff are excavating excavating companies and those all the excavating companies are busy digging holes and you know making money there so you know either way you spin it, like, you know, everyone's, everyone's booked. Everyone's dance card is full. I mean, it's, you know, building season is upon us. So, um, sure. Here we are.
0: Well, I think it would be, in, it would be in granted. Maybe you're going to laugh when I say this, but a goal or, or something where maybe they could get something by winter, by, by snowfall. Or is that even, that's even a long shot. At this that's really? a long
1: shot for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, okay. no way. Um, and they signed a year lease, uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, I am kind of happy that they're in an apartment um, It's. Um my grandpa thinks it's prison. Um, you know, he's a, you know, uh, ex army guy, you know, who, Vietnam. And so he, he, that freedom thing for him is big. Um, and so he thinks like being in the apartment is like one step away from a nursing home. Um, but I mean, there there it's, there's nothing special about this apartment, you know, it, besides being very like newer and nice, yeah. you know, it, they have, you know, more than <laughs> I said, you go live in my house and I'll go live there. Um, because you know it's like underground parking, you know they have an elevator. It's like a two-bedroom apartment, it's like in nice. luxury, luxury
0: hotel. Almost. Yeah, it's very
1: nice. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's nice. It's going to be good for them, but you know he you know doesn't see it that way. But my grandma, like I don't think I've ever seen her more happy because in some ways, like it gives her like she's closer to everybody, so like oh, she sure. likes that, right? So it's more she's seeing everybody on a more regular basis and like. You know people are like helping out and so i think this is like the most like excited i've he's seen her in a long time so it's like a give and a take yeah. so
0: awesome yeah well very good so should we move on and introduce the uh the uh the, the guest let's do it for for may of 2022 so austin austin i'm gonna murder your last name even though you just said it to me multiple times so i could get it right but I, i'd rather have you just say it so what's your last name austin
2: uh austin Sorwinski.
0: Sorwinski. see it's not that hard to say craig i don't understand why i can't do this man
1: it's like that is that scene from Elf where, like he's like, Francesca, Francesca. I like that.
0: Well, and the cool thing is like for Austin, like that's your that's your business name. is your last name, right? Yeah, right.
2: yeah, it's my last name. Um, with it being a very Polish last name and being hard to pronounce and spell and anything involved with getting the name out. I try to abbreviate it to CZ lures sometimes, just because uh, sure. it makes it easier. I actually have it reroute. We actually have a, a link to, from my website uh, instead of Storinski lures. It's czlures dot com. It'll still get you to yep. the actual domain. You have smart. multiple domains, yeah, That's yeah, smart. because then that way, I, uh, when I'm trying to like you know talk to somebody about it, instead of just having them write down and grab a post it and a pen and write down my name or spell it out, I mean, I have a business card and stuff, but right. with shorthand stuff, it's easier to be like czlures dot com,
0: right?
1: You know. Well, it's it sounds baller too. you know i like it and like you can do some cool things with the c moving into the z like i can i can imagine yeah yeah yeah. i can see some cool stuff on the horizon
0: well what i would say about austin is austin now i can't remember if
2: you were you ever in the old our old shop i think i came in once or twice uh making deliveries for ups for Uh, ups you know
0: now that you say that i remember that and when we talked earlier uh about that you yes now now it's starting to come come full full circle. But what I was going to say is I definitely obviously remember that you um, had come into the new store quite often. And then you also took a, a fly tying class with Cole this last winter
2: as well. Yeah, that um, was a lot of fun. Um, you know, taking, it's kind of like lure art in its own way too. Um, you know, you have fly fishing and conventional stuff. And yeah, I wanted to expand my skills and go with more of a, a finesse approach. I mean, it's it takes a lot of, you know, finesse and you know, uh, yeah kind
0: of like a fine motor skills to an extent too yeah um well we're gonna dive we're gonna dive into your into your business I, I follow you extensively on Instagram I think you do a, a fantastic job and I would assume that you're the only one doing that
2: yeah I'm pretty much the only one doing it I schedule posts out for you know two or three weeks at a pop and then I you know do video content as far as uh Uh, getting Instagram reels out there and stuff. Uh, I've been having issues with getting videos on Facebook for some reason, but um, so I I remember to my life. Yeah. Like changed (laughs) over. It used to be, you could post photos and videos in the same post and then now you can't even do like multiple videos or multiple like photos and like yeah my i feel like for instagram it's kind of the main platform with doing lures and getting glamour shots of fish and lures i think instagram is the better platform anyway
0: yeah yeah agreed i agree well it kind of seems to me too like not to go too far into the facebook meta thing but it sounds it almost seems to me like Facebook is trying to gravitate people to go towards Instagram or Meta or what? What is the whole Meta is the new name now, right?
1: Well, Meta is the new company. So oh, hey, Facebook, company. Ch- yes, exactly, it's just a fair company. So they have changed to Meta. So now you see like Instagram and Facebook when you log into the apps, it says Facebook a meta like Meta or like a Meta product, basically. You know, kind of like how like Stanley Black and Decker owns like Porter Cable and it owns Stanley and it owns Black and Decker and it owns DeWalt, right? You know, it's okay. all like, those are all just subsections of their business. Um, so same thing for Meta. And then the Meta, like verse is the thing that they're kind of like trying to hype up right now. And that's like literally a digital world.
0: Well, what, you, Meta, Facebook, Instagram, what I would tell you, Austin, is I think you do a fantastic job with your social media and we'll put at the end, of, at the end of the podcast, we'll put all that out, all that information yep. out for folks, so they can t- uh, look look into what you do. But before we get to that, we're going to talk. So tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Uh, are you a Are you originally a pointer? Are you Were you born and raised here? No, I wasn't. Uh, I, I was in Central Wisconsin. I was about thirty minutes north in Wausa. I actually went to DC Everest, and uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh, graduated high school in twenty fifteen. Played sports, you know, lacrosse, football went to college for a few years and I got an opportunity to become a UPS driver. So I took that chance and, uh, got out of debt and, uh, just been driving. And it's, it was, it was quite, it's quite an experience being a UPS driver. You know, you actually, you had a lot of frustration, a lot of hard work and stuff. But, um, as far as the, we're not here to talk about UPS, we're here to talk about the fishing lures. So as far as me getting on to making lures, uh, I, I never actually got into fishing a lot before college. I, I did a little bit of fishing up north with my parents when we would go out to a cabin. We would like bluegill fish off the dock and stuff, but never like got into into it because you know it was sports and academics. You know, it's, there's only so much you can fit in high school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. Once I got into once I got into college, I, I think I, it was an it was definitely an ex girlfriend that like she loved fishing. So I just got into fishing and we started fishing more. And I didn't really understand how you. Uh, how you catch a fish without like a bobber and a worm, you know, it's, and that's what a lot of people. Take it takes a lot yeah. of people to comprehend that, right? And, and like, you know, some people are like my mom. She's actually like super superstitious about like putting the hiding the hook on the worm. I'm like, mom, the bluegill are dumb. They're just gonna eat it anyway. But regardless, uh, uh,
0: yeah. So the wa- so, you're, so you so you learn so you really got into fishing with an ex girlfriend, but then that led to other. Yeah, better things.
2: Yeah, so I end up uh, going down fishing YouTube rabbit holes. Like, where, uh, where does anybody else? University start? of
1: YouTube. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Literally, anyone that asks me how I started doing stuff, like, I'm just like, I literally learned almost all of it from YouTube, and then the experience after learning it from YouTube, because like, right. I don't solely give it to YouTube. Because I'm like, well, all my trials and tribulations, like that, is part of the cognitive part of learning and learning how to do a. For skill. sure. But uh, definitely, YouTube is a, quite a reference. I use it constantly, and I'm, I, I actually pay for YouTube Premium. So every time I'm like doing YouTube with everyone else, I always call them peasants because they have to deal with all the ads and stuff. That's me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm me just, too. Me too. But yeah, down, you know, unlimited downloads and stuff. But regardless, yeah. So I learned how to do it on YouTube, and I, I started realizing how easy it was to make lures. Like for you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to be that small town lure maker that has a big lure big company lure selection but small town service and the, the yeah. benefit of benefits of small businesses
0: no yeah for sure so you yeah. so you start making the lures and everything you're finding you're finding how to how, how actually it's not all that terribly hard to do it on youtube your plan and your long-term goal so did you create a business plan when you first started this? do you, do you know what a business plan is like yeah so I did th- you start a business plan to kind of figure out okay this is what how i want to start this this is my one year goal and then so on and so forth not at all i took a swan
2: dive into it okay <laughs> i like it that's good but I, I, it's definitely on my it's on my radar because you know in the end you, you know take your experiences that you planned and take your experiences that you didn't planned in life i bet you the ones that you planned went a lot better so uh i definitely going to take that into the business as well trying to you know trying to get a, an actual concrete plan down um i think taking it step by step you know you can't just you know, expect to, you know, put write a business plan down in one day. It's like, right. it's not going to happen in one day. And right now, since I'm already in the act of running the business, it's more of like, what adjustments should I be, be able to make? Yeah.
1: Right. Or how do I plan? How do I forecast from where I'm at? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't do you much good to look back in hindsight, you know, ah, if I would have done this. This would have been right way better. Right. Yeah. So what year did you start this?
2: I started making lures in 2018 and it all started with, just lead based lures. So like I was talking about, I wanted to have a lot of selection and I'm trying to figure out more of niches now because, uh, you know, I've kind of discovered that, you know, yeah, you can diversify, diversify, diversify and try to have a co- have a product for everybody. But in the end, the ones that succeed in the most successful businesses, are the ones that have the most tightest niches, the yep. ones where they're going to provide the only solution to that specific problem. But, uh, great, great way uh, of looking at it. You're right. But off that note, uh, I always get off yeah. track. No, you're good. I it's so good. Tang- I have such a tangent mind.
0: Like, it's okay. Like, just, like we said, just, just some, run it. This is all about just having some conversation and no big deal. Trust me. You should see how the first couple <laughs> podcasts we did too it was like, oh, oh it, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think that's really interesting though because uh, I think that's a definitely a common trend that we we talk about. You know, I think I I know Alex who's going to go that that's what's going out this week. Um, he talked about you know, and we've been friends for a long time. Um his business, when he took that over, he was trying to be, you know, everybody, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to throw the widest net and I want to catch everybody. And then he's found that like when he's, you know, kind of found that niche, you're just kind of more and true to your business practices and true to who you are. Right. You know, if, if that's who you are, maybe is like super broad and like, this is like, like Hey, that's, I am very broad. I'm the Walmart of this. And you know that that, that aligns with who you are. But he was like, Hey, you no, know, like we're really performance based the same way. You're like, Hey, I'm trying to find this, this niche and kind of really put my thumb down on it. And I think then you have a lot more success at well, times. And every,
0: every day you're constant. I can tell you from experience too. And Austin, I'm sure you're, you've seen this, you're finding this out. You will continue to do this as your business continues to grow. But every day you're figuring out ways that you can pivot to talk to the customer, to get them to purchase your goods. Right. So you're constantly trying to figure out, like, what's the best way of doing it? Do I need to market a little bit better here? Do I need to improve my website to make it easier for people to shop? You're constantly always trying to figure out ways to improve upon things. It, more than anything, especially if, like, new businesses, too. So in 2018, you and I basically started our businesses right around the same time, to be honest with you. And what I would say is that being relatively new business, that you have to constantly figure out, and like you say, like how you your, your, your brain, like you're, you're constantly like thinking about all sorts of different things. That's the brain of an entrepreneur, my friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, yeah, the, that. The, the ADD and the constant, yeah. like, how can I do this? How can I do that? And you it's know? like, well, if I'm going to have the ADD, like be like, okay, when I'm on that ADD run, do like a 20, 30 minute run on that and focus really hard on that and yeah. then pivot. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So my thing is, so we've kind of gotten into like you starting this business, but like, did you do, did you do some research? So, so like, my big thing is, so I think, I think we have some parallels with our business to an extent, right? Obviously, we, we, you know, we, we've kind of pivoted a little bit more now where we're, out, we're an outdoor store, but we specialize in fly fishing. I would say in the early years, we would, I, would, I would definitely say to people, like, we're a fly shop that sells outdoor gear. Now we've kind of flipped the script a little bit with our business where we really want to hone in and focus on the outdoor side of things and the outfitting, but we really specialize in fly fishing. So my question to you is, did you when you first started getting into this, did you look at, like, okay, if I'm going to reside in Stevens Point or at least base my company out of the Stevens Point or Central Wisconsin area, what are some of the other competitors in the area that are doing, like, similar things? Or where is a place that sells lures? And did you do a lot of research to figure out, like, um, the, the complexity of these lures? How much, how much are they selling these lures for? Like, I'm kind of going a little bit down the rabbit hole, but, like, I would assume you did a lot of some of that stuff, like, right, to plan this?
2: Yeah, more more later in the journey. I think I think the fact that me being an angler myself and I realized that like the market's always going to be there. People are always going to be buying lures and they're always going to be losing them. Fish are going to be taking them and they're always going to have that that one lure that they're always going to buy if they if they're a fishing fanatic. And I think that I think that knowing your market is the is a huge part of it because knowing that I don't want to sell to the casual angler. I mean, yeah, I will sell to the casual yeah. angler. Uh, but my main market is going to be the people that are constantly buying stuff, that are fishing, you know, four to six times a week, whether they're at work or not. And uh, and the more that they fish, you know, the more they're going to replenish their lures and the more needs they're going to have. But as far as uh, doing the market research to answer your question, I, uh, I did it later, and I realized that Stevens Point was a pretty good uh, was a pretty good location because not only the fishing opportunities and just, I think, Wisconsin's fishing opportunities in general. You know, you have mouth. You know, really good smallmouth because of the Great Lakes and honestly, just Great Lakes influence a lot of the fishing, you know, smallmouth, muskies, walleyes, all that kind of stuff. But as far as uh, as far as the Stevens Point location, um, I mean, there's not many places that are, you know, I wasn't going to be competing with like Fleet Farm or Walmart or whatever. However, it would be cool to get lures in there and I I I might travel down that path. You,
0: you need to travel down that path.
2: <laughs> yeah, I will travel down that path, but it's not like I'm going to be directly competing with them. I'm not going to go straight up hand to hand with uh, Rapala. So as far as uh, as far as that goes, like you know, the main fishing shops that are in Stevens Point, you know, are Fall Line. Um, you bottle, have the bottle stop, the bottle stop, uh, maybe Taps and Tackle, or Taps and Tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was originally, yeah, it was originally Bottle Stop, and then now, yeah, Taps and Tackle, which is. I think so, do they do that? Is it separated now? Or is it one? Is that the main two, business? It's two entities. Um, it is two entities. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, knew, I knew of Matt because I you delivering for UPS and I was delivering there before they even, before, like, while the old owners of that property of Taps and Tackle were in there. Okay. And then once they started knocking down stuff, I was wondering what was going on and I saw, like, a Taps and Tackle sign. And I was like, oh, I know where he's
0: going with yeah, this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's mainly, for him, it's kind of the niche is the musky stuff. They, sure. They have bass and all that kind of stuff, but, like, their main niche is musky because they're huge musky guys, and your niche is more of fly fishing. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, I really, I mean, and then another uh, person I'm affiliated with and uh, do business with is Justin from I Warrior Outdoors. Okay. Uh, it's not necessarily a store. He uh, he buys and resells resells baits, and uh, he has his own bait company as well. But, uh I mean, there's really there's probably like three to five people that are actually like competitors. And I uh you know, that's what I was talking about with the niches is that like, yeah, they're competitors, but I think in the way, you know, we can all find a way to to work together, you yeah. know, like you know, there's trans just transitory lures between you know, like I was trying to think of like between flies and conventional lures. I'm thinking like, you know, a lot of flies are top water based. So as far as that goes, like I mean, you know, doing topwater popper lures, the, you know, that's kind of a bridge of a gap between flies and uh, flies and that, which is not even a question we asked on Tangent Road. I went down. That's all right. But, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah. I,
0: I, I see the comparison, though, yeah.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, as far as, like, yeah, doing market research, I did it a little bit later, and it was more of seeing what was around and being like, well, I'm already in this, so now I'm going to find a way to tread water or right. go swimming or something like that, you know, I. Um, but it's not like even the local lure makers that I've found online which are mainly online presence and they're mainly people that you know have 9 to 5s and all that kind of stuff so it's really a side hustle sure it's still a business and stuff but you know serious competitors I take are the ones that are doing it you know full time and that are you know that have a bigger presence and, and I was looking you know they don't have that was the selection thing I was talking about. Is a lot of them they specialize. They only do one thing, which which is good. It's it's cheaper and and like I said, I was talking about the niche. But as far as my niche, I wanted to be that small lure company that had everything that had lead based lures like spinner baits and jigs that had soft plastics of all sorts, anywhere from like small little worms to big swim baits. And then I also want I I want to spraying hard baits with like a, an airbrush so.
0: Um, we have the doors open oh, here. I picked up podcast. everything. Yeah,
2: like, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah. The the, uh, the old doors open for the podcast, so yeah, no worries. Indoor or the outdoors is coming on the inside today. Yes. Fall
1: line outdoors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <At the> indoors. <laughs> no, totally cool. And I, you know, the thing about it is, um, I agree with you. I think that there is enough room in the space to have multiple makers of lures. And people, no different than people that tie. Like, you know, Cole, who works for us that you know, he ties really... Prof- I would say that he's almost what I would call a professional fly-tire tie-flyer. A fly-tire, tie uh, fly because not only does he uh, service flies for falling, but he also does Lund's Fly Shop. Um, he, he ties flies for other shops as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, he does. He does. And... Um, uh, come on in. I think we're going to try to get another guest on here real quick. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, so, but my point behind that is is that there's enough room. There's enough room in this space, this large space of fishing, to do that. How? Is, so as as so as you got got into this, and you and I would agree with you. I think Stevens point is a great location for the for your home base to be. And here's why I think it's a great uh, great location. You're centrally located in the state. Your avenues as you continue to grow your business and go down the path of hopefully getting these into other you know getting into more stores. You know you think about where you're located. I, just, I think it's a fantastic location. The other thing I would tell you too is that and we talked about this with some of the shop employees the other day, the secret of central Wisconsin and the fisheries that we have available to us here is starting the secret's starting to kind of get out, right? So you have a lot of people that are traveling instead you know in the back in the day, they used to just travel right up to the northwoods. Now people are actually stopping off here in this area and they're and they're asking questions, they're fishing some of these fisheries that we have. And guess what? Your your company is home based here in Stevens Point, so I I think it's a great location for it. um, Are you are you starting to see that now? Like as because now you're you're going into year four as well, right? If I'm doing the math correctly, it's about year four. So are you seeing the like? Is your business growing some legs here? And are are you seeing more of that?
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, like I said, it started back in 2018. I was just learning how to pour lead and like, you know, it's, it's a simple process. Like lead is one of the first things that is that most people when they make lures learn how to do, you literally buy the hooks, you buy the mold, you buy the lead, you buy the melting pot, you put the hook in the mold, you pour the hot lead in there. And then whether you want to paint them or not, it's up to you. I mean, after that you can just pour hundred, 200, 300, like bang, bang, bang. And if you you feel like me and you you know, you're going to snag them in the river anyway, you're like, why am I going to paint them? It was that quick to make lures for yourself. And I was like, well, if I like doing this and I like fishing and I'm going to be using, making a lot of lures for myself, I should find a way to monetize it. And uh, so I started, you know, like I said, getting more and more molds. I definitely, uh, (laughs) my spending definitely uh, outgrew (laughs) my actual revenue for sure. Uh, I have a lot of molds and a lot of things I can make that I don't even have up on my website, or you know, I I can tell you secretly, yeah. discreetly, on secretly the podcast, on the podcast, secretly on the podcast. There's a couple molds I have that I've literally never even like put lead in or like,
0: which sh- is which is cool actually.
2: Yeah, because then you know, I I guess yeah, then that way I can always have a never to be re- or a not never released item. Uh, one of one is including is it's actually a very popular item. It's called an underspin. It's a jig head with a. Uh, with a snap swivel or a, a split ring swivel underneath the jig head with a willow blade underneath and you put a plastic on it like a swim bait and it's ca- kind of combines a an open head swim bait head with a spinner bait and you don't have that big bulk wire of the spinner bait okay. but uh but yeah i mean that's one of the things that i have i've yet to create but yeah back to the lead um lead was really easy to make and then um and then I eventually got into plastics, which is also an easier thing. And by so, it's by plastics. I mean soft plastics. It's like uh, you know, most people like a rubbery texture. For anyone who doesn't really fish, I presume most people here, know you know, know of that. But as far as as far as that goes, they uh, you basically heat up the plastic and you put it in a microwave. Then you shoot it into a mold. Uh, or actually, once you heat it up in the microwave, you have to get it up to a certain temperature. You put your dyes, your glitters, and any pearl powders, any effects like that you want in there. That's where the art kind of happens. You mix yeah. it up, and then you shoot it, and uh, and you take it out of the mold, and uh, voila. You just wait wait a good 24 hours. Depending on how big the plastic is, it's going to take a little longer for certain things to cure. Um, but then eventually, I actually uh, graduated into airbrushing stuff. Um, airbrushing, is it seems like that's more of going to be my niche. I... And I can get into that later with uh, my first like big fishing show event, which was this past year. I I, I presume I told you about that, but
0: uh, yeah, we'll get into that. So, well, let's just get into it now. Where 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 was it again? And tell us how it went.
2: Sure. Um. So yeah, once I uh, we actually did a an event. It was the Central Wisconsin Sports Show. It was February 11th through the 13th in Rothschild, Wisconsin, in the Cedar Creek Mall at the Expo Center. Um, yep. If anybody yep. goes to the, to the Muskie Expo, like, every, like everyone, no one knows about the Central Wisconsin Sports Show, but everyone knows it's, about the Muskie Expo. It's Musky by Chase Expo. Outdoors, right? Chase Outdoors as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's right next door. Um, it was nice. I actually I actually did talk to Justin uh, the day before, and I was asking if he wants if he was getting a the booth there. He's like, "Well, we have a ten thousand square foot booth right next door, so yeah. probably not." Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, regardless, uh, it was my first fishing show, and I did not plan production beforehand, like you know weeks in advance. I was kind of like working the last week or two and just grinding, and making as much lures as I can. And I found out at the show basically, you get an eight by ten booth, and uh, I was. I was kind of at the border. It was an outdoor show. So you have the fishing section and then the hunting section, kind of stuff in between. I was right at the borderline of the hunting session and the fishing section, which okay. is awesome because I actually, what I was talking about is, one thing I like talking about is uh, like blue oceans versus the red oceans. So like being in the fishing industry, I think the fact that it was an outdoor show really helped me out because then there's a lot of people that like, they like the outdoors, but they're mainly hunting guys. Okay. They're mainly archery guys but they do enough fishing where they're like, you know, they're not going to be either super picky or they're just, you know, they they they're, they dabble enough in the fishing where they're not going to like nitpick all your work, but they're going to appreciate what you're doing. And uh but yeah, so with the uh with the outdoor show, they um I basically made enough revenue to pay for the booth, which I think that's a huge win for me. Um, With those shows, I went into it with the mindset that it's about brand awareness. It's not about making the money. And yeah, sales are nice. And brand awareness is going to inherently lead to sales. But it's a brand, like I said, it's a brand awareness thing. And um, making enough to pay for the booth, like I said, I I figured that was was a big enough win for me. And I met a lot of people.
0: uh, I would say it's a win.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the Emily's shows and stuff, you know, that's always the goal or like, or even we've pivoted now to like, we've done shows in Sheboygan. So the Sheboygan, like entrance fees, three, 400 bucks, something like that for two days. Where now we like, we even try to find smaller shows that are 25 bucks because you're really like making some of that revenue back and you can, maybe you sell like 25% less stuff, but you've invested, you know, you get $200 back of that full entrance fee and that's just money in your pocket. So, you know, I, I definitely think that's a huge, huge part of it.
2: Yeah. There's actually, um, off that note, like, yeah, we did pretty well at the show. Uh, I landed a, a distributor in Wasa, uh, Jake from back outdoors. It's a, he buys and sells fishing gear as well. And he, well, it was, it was, a, it's actually kind of a story I'm probably going to tell for a while is that at the end of the show, at the end of the day, Friday and Saturday were the big days, you sure, know? Sure. Friday was huge. Saturday was big, but Sunday it was like the show was supposed to end at four and like we literally kicked it off. We ended it at like three fifteen because like for an hour, like nobody was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I told myself, I'm like, no, you take your stuff down slowly, take it down slowly, keep your best display items up, kind of working stuff around the very last person to come up to me was not a person who was going to buy something that day but to a person that was looking to distribute my product and I ended up, you know, making nine to ten custom custom crankbaits to him and four of which were patterns I've never done before and and I actually ended up taking one of those patterns, which was a smallmouth bass pattern, and putting it on Instagram, and I sold five to ten more, like, the next there time. You go. So it's like, bam, you know, there it you took me right out heads of my up. comfort zone. Yeah, it's, heads up play. Yeah, so it was. it's nice to land that, and I was kind of going to pivot off that, is there's a show coming up in Actually Stevens Point. Uh, a gentleman approached, uh, approached me on Facebook, and he said that he is doing a pop-up bait shop event, and it seems like a smaller guy trying to help local guys get – Opportunities and not be paying insane amounts of money. The buy-in fees, like like you said, like twenty five dollars. And I'm like, you know, I paid four hundred for the other for the Central Wisconsin Sports Show. Granted, it's a three day event, and this is just a one day. But I mean, twenty five bucks. Like you said, maybe I sell half as much stuff. But I mean, that buy-in fee is huge and it's around graduation. It's right. It's at District 1 Brewing Company. Oh, oh that's gonna be a great spot, dude. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a huge event. It's like, a win. dude, they're laying in so many events. Like, every time I see there's an event, it's like, oh, event at D1. Oh,
1: and sometimes D1. doing the pot. Yeah, totally. D1, man. If you would have bought stock in that, oof. But oh. those pop, small pop up events, that like completely, like, that is just the wildest thing because it's like something about that. It's like, oh, we need to go from this time to this time. I definitely have seen, like, those longer shows are great and stuff like that. But I think, like, you just come in with a different attitude or customers come in with a different attitude which i don't think is always the best like you don't want them to have that attitude but like you know the sheboygan one was like the same thing like people some people get really early and then some people are like oh wait till the next day well the next day was crappy weather and then they didn't come right so like you know so i think sometimes it's just nice being like hey this is this to this and That's done. And it saves your time, saves their time. Everybody's happy.
0: Well, hopefully, too, like the Central Wisconsin show that you went to, hopefully they they learn from that and they're like, hey, how about we just do a Friday and a Saturday show? I I mean, I'm not saying that people didn't make sales on Sunday. Right. Maybe you can't not cut Sunday out because it's just part of the weekend, so you got to do it. Sure. But, you know, I don't know. So my theory is on shows, not that anybody asked me, but I'll tell you. Craig, what's your theory on shows? What's your theory on shows, Craig? (laughs) I personally am not going to go do shows with fall line outfitters. only reason why I say that. It, my 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 reason is completely different than what maybe people would think. <clears throat> I always tell people like my military career. I spent a lot of time away from home and family. So when I do the so if I got to do shows and stuff like that on weekends and go different places, I'm taking time away from my
2: my family. So I'm just not going to do that.
0: That's just maybe it's a bad business move, but that's just me personally.
2: Yeah, well, you're, with being a business owner, you already have enough of your time taken up. I mean, you know, in my opinion, the way I talk to myself and I work. Like if I'm not working double-digit hours in a day, I don't feel like I got enough done that day. Well, fair
0: enough, and two, and what I would say, also, um, Austin, is that with you actually making a product and providing a product for somebody, it's a little different than mine too, as well, right? I mean, yes, I obviously we know I have fly fishing, and we sell the flies and all everything you need to do to go fly fishing, but with you and actually you create these things, I think going to those shows is uber important. I really, really do. Yeah. You know, no different than Emily with. Well, different with Emily as I knock over the podcast studio um, You know with what she does I think those are things that you got to get out in front of people And let them know that who you are And what you provide type of thing Again I think it's a great idea Should I be doing shows maybe probably Maybe but but, but that's I'm just telling
1: you But you my pursued theory. other sources though right You know yeah. like the commercial When we did the commercial you found like a lot of people Been like holy crap you're here you know and stuff like that So like I think you just need to be willing To, to either like You know Pursue different things or, you know, spend money in a different place, you know, like what, you know, hey, like this commercial property you or know, like doing that, like that was a, a risk, but then it had return or like going to a show, like, yeah, you're spending maybe a little less money, but you're spending more of your personal time. So, like, you know, that I think there's different ways. And as long as you're okay with that, that election, then what does it matter?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. I think it comes down to in the end that, uh, the only thing that you can't get back is your time, and time is the currency of everything. Yeah, you know, time is point. time is for you know for yeah, real. Money is currency, but what you how'd you do that? Where right, you get the money. Time,
0: time, right. So based off the of central Wisconsin for you. So are you? So is that the only show that you've done t- in 2022?
2: That's the only show I've done. Period. Is uh, is that show and one big takeaway I learned is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, my my main thing is being the custom lure maker. So being able to provide that pattern that you can't find on the shelves or that, you know, that one pattern that, you know, that company discontinued because it wasn't selling a bunch. Well, look at that. Someone came to me and ordered 10 of those in that pattern, and I'm that person that's going to keep providing you that exact pattern, that one confidence thing. You know what? Maybe it's not even the pattern that's killing it for you, but but the fish get a vote in it too, and if they're going to keep biting it, you're going to keep <laughs> throwing it. Yeah, amen. And But basically what I was getting at is that um, – is that if you don't have the product there in front of them, they're probably not going to buy it. They're so uh, like fish,
1: right? You know, Oh, that's pretty shiny and flashy, you know? Yeah. You, have, you, have, <laughs> nice. you
2: That's exactly, that's exactly the concept. And that's why what I learned is that even people who didn't fish can look at like a crankbait I made or painted or something. They're like, wow, that looks really cool. It looks like an actual fish or an actual this. Those are the, those are the higher markup items and those are the flashier products. Um, unfortunately they're the ones that uh you snag in the river the most because you have treble hooks on them but they are the ones that i realize that i'm kind of going to, more toward my niche and it's the thing that i'm having more fun doing yeah like i've actually been doing like soft plastic orders and wholesale stuff for people and it's like yeah it's fun it's fun making lures and stuff but i can definitely tell myself that i have a lot more fun spraying the crankbaits Be- being creative yeah being yeah because i can it's a canvas so your, yeah. your your lure is a canvas and you can put whatever, you know, like use whatever you want in there. I actually use a ton of household items on my crankbaits, like cuties bags, dryer sheets. Uh, don't, s-
0: don't get away with your secrets. Yeah. Don't get away too many of your secrets. That's it's <laughs> hilarious
2: because like
1: I am the, you know, I have to be sometimes a fisc- fiscally responsible person in my in our business relationship and I'm the like, okay, like I know you really don't want to do wholesale orders, but like, and you want to do like custom stuff, but I'm always like, Hey, like we need to like the rents do baby. We got
0: <laughs> so to knocking out those teacups. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I got six orders for you across the country. <laughs> I don't oh, wanna... Like that, uh, that, that happy Gilmore. Where they're like making quilts. <laughs> it's right, like, right, come on,
2: right. grandma. Get back. Let's go. <laughs> I was thinking the, uh, it's always, you guys ever watch. It's always sunny
1: a little bit. And, yeah. The,
2: the, the gowns where yeah. they are going nuts. Yeah. And they create the sweatshop and stuff
0: like that. It's so has this inspired you? So are, are you planning on doing more shows now? Has this inspired you to do more shows? Do you oh, think it's worth your time?
2: Oh, certainly well, is, and I mean, what you what the valid point that you brought up is like. Is that it's kind of like an arts or in craft show. I mean, like even like it's even kind of a good endeavor for me if I can find a low buy-in arts and craft show. Hundred percent. You know how many women 100%. bring their husbands and drag their husbands along to that, and I could provide them a sanctuary of not only art to fit in there. Yeah. I mean, even or even a even a girl that's like, oh, I'm gonna drag my husband here tomorrow. Maybe he'll, maybe I'll bring him in. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, mainly fishing and outdoors shows. Uh, the second one I'm doing is like I said this. Uh, on May twenty first at District One Brewing Company, uh, and I mean even then, like it, it's kind of it is it's kind of an event, but it's not really a uh, it's not really a show. But the weekend before, with Justin from Walleye Warrior Outdoors, we're actually doing a kids tackle box giveaway where he uh, he raises money to buy all these tackle boxes for all these kids, and so what the kids have to do is they have to submit a story or a drawing of fishing or outdoors or whatnot, and they send it to him. And that's just all they have to do. And then all they do is they come in and they they come in uh, uh, that Sunday and there's a casting competition. You pick up the tackle box that's stuffed with goodies. There's food all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. That's I think, great. I think with the I think with the events and stuff. Uh, uh, I, I think well, what I'm kind of getting to is like companies and values and stuff. And I think one of the big things for me is I wish that someone would have taken me fishing and got me hooked on fishing earlier. Didn't. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Hooked on. I didn't even, <laughs> uh, but, but the
0: thing about it is, I agree with you, Austin. I, the thing about it is, too, is, like, I think there's an undervalue sometimes with small businesses uh, that, and, and, again, this is a plug This is a plug for you and I and all the other small businesses that are here in this area and other areas throughout the state is that, you know, like, if you think about, like, community events and doing things Like, uh, I'm not aware of this gentleman that you're you're referring to, and he's out of Wasaw, you said, that's doing this?
2: Uh, uh, No, this is actually Stephen's Point. It's actually right at Buchhol.
0: I mean, that's just fantastic. I mean, like, so here's the opportunity to get kids, you know, into fishing like you just talked about. I think it goes, sometimes it goes understated with, like, what some of the small businesses actually do and provide for the community to get people involved to do outdoor activities. You know, this in particular is outdoor, Um, and you're a part of that, which is fantastic as well. So yeah. A, it's gonna help get your the name out for you, which it should. Yeah. You're local and uh and you're helping out uh you know, people get out, you know, get out to do a little bit of fishing as well. So I yeah. think it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, and I mean like you said, that's a it's kind of a cause. Like I tell myself, like I've been, you know, as much as my company's grown in the past four years, imagine if someone would have gotten me into fishing and say I would have like quit football or something and got into fishing and, you know, doing stuff in high school and like how far would I be if, you know, if I would have gotten, you know, Taken fishing more, you know, like, like had one of those events where, like, you know, I got a giant tackle box full of stuff, and like, well, now I got to go fish that. Right.
0: And well, you're in your 20s, though. You got plenty of time. I know I have. You got plenty of time. Don't. I have plenty (laughs) of time.
2: But that's the thing, though, is time is the most scarce resource. I get it. And if you're not, and if you're not thinking about it like that, you're gonna get to 40 or 50 and be like, what did I do with my life? Yeah, I get
0: it. I get it. I understand. I understand. But you know, still, I mean, I think, you know, you're in your 20s. You started the business four years ago. At this point, you said you're having quite a bit of growth. How many how many stores do you have your products in
2: right now? It would be two. Um technically I have stuff in at Back Outdoors in Wassa and then I have stuff in Taps and Tackle right here in Stevens Point. I um Yeah, as far as physical storefronts, those are the two. Okay. Um
0: Have you, know, you have you reached out like are you in the phase of your business yet where do you have enough inventory or you feel comfortable having enough inventory where you're starting to maybe, they call it, they call it cold calls, but I mean like making calls to some of these other outdoors. Because I, what I will say before I, before I have you answer that is this, is that I, again, I, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Uh, not only because I appreciate you being a customer here at Falling, but also just because you're a good person, you're a good guy. You're from Point, so I, I root you on, you know, because of that in, in itself – and I, I just think that your products are great. I mean, I really do. I, I see the time and effort that you put into these products, and they're very uh, thought through, and you're fishing them. Your videos on Instagram and everything you're showing here, you know, not only obviously you're out there fishing, but you're util- utilizing these things. Have you, have you started that process in your business? Are you to that point in your process in your business where you're reaching out to other businesses saying, hey, this is who I am, this is where I'm located. Would you be interested in looking at what I provide to get them in their stores?
2: Yeah, I'm actually right on that edge right now. Um, I uh, a little backstory with my website. I'm not. Most people understand. I am not a tech guy. Not a tech guy at all. I, I paid a friend to make a few YouTube videos for me and to develop my website and run it and stuff like that. So as far as, as far as that goes, what I, uh, what that has to do with the question is that. Him and I were talking about, you know, he did some market research. He was a marketing major, so he was looking at all these like, you know, Sturgeon Bay. St- those like, uh, like Howie's tackle in Sturgeon Bay. Yep, Howie's, um, sure. I definitely, I actually went there when we were in Sturgeon Bay, going to Door County, and I, you know, I actually, what's funny is I actually bought one of those, uh, those, uh, those fishing shirts that are just like, you know, polyester and they're like sunproof and stuff like that. And I like walked out. there was no t- price tag on it or whatnot, and I like pulled up, and I'm expecting, you know, what do you expect, like you Know 25 35 bucks, or whatever and he's like 1375. I was like, What? I was like, and, and I just see that, uh, and I see the amount of products they have in there. They have, they have, you know, bigger brands, they have smaller brands, they make stuff in house. Um, I basically just, yeah, I am at the stage where I'm, I should be cold calling people. Uh, taps and tackle kind of was a cold call. I actually had a couple products and I just went inside and I, uh, I actually, it was actually kind of with a connection uh, I actually trained with uh, one of my buddies I trained jiu-jitsu with at elite team he runs a business called uh, Copperstone uh, Assisted living out in Appleton and he was he he doesn't fish a ton but he was he gave me the contacts to a couple people he was like hey you know talk to these people and I already knew that uh, I already knew Matt from taps and Taco but I didn't know uh, the other guy that he kind of t- got me in there with but basically I was like okay uh, I just wanna know who I'm looking for. I'm gonna walk in there with products and see what happens. And it was kind of a rough ride at the beginning because I was nervous and like it kinda gave me that vibe that it wasn't gonna work or whatever. But then, you know, when Matt came in and stuff, he recognized it was me. He was like, Yeah, we're gonna get your stuff in here. So That's great. Um but yeah, it was yeah, I'm at the stage where I'll be cold calling and trying to reach out, you know, reach beyond Stevens Point. You know, you have that community you have that community connection, but you gotta spread out. Um
0: Did you did you say did you say that you So did you talk to, when you were up in Surgeon Bay and Howie's, did you talk to him about that you
2: own a, I I taught, I kind of did the, I kind of did the drive by, Uh, I did the drive by, (laughs) I know the drive by,
0: yeah, I I get it,
2: where I was like, uh, I was like, hey, you know, I just talked to the employee, it was like some high school kid or something like that, and I gave him my card, and I asked, uh, you know, who I should call, like when I'm talking, or like, you know, when I call or whatever, when I, when I contact you guys again, who should I be looking out to contact, so. Uh, and mainly because you know it was kind of a it was kind of the Door County trip was for Nicole to actually do she likes to do a lot of creative writing and write stories and stuff and there's this uh, place where people like can go to write and there's like a trail and stuff like that it's like the only thing if it's kind of it's in Door County so we just took a trip out for that for the weekend and I was love, like Whoa. love Door County
0: love yeah Door County
2: I love it and, I, and my, my best thing about it is that once you get past Sturgeon Bay there's no franchise businesses it's all yep. local yep. businesses absolutely. And I actually, while I was up there, I was like, well, I'm going to make business while I'm here, while she's writing or whatever. I was going to, I took the car, I went to Howie's, and then I looked for a different store and they weren't open. But like basically anytime I'm anywhere, like there, uh, I'm trying to find uh, stores to get into. It's still nerve wracking. You know, it's like I I did, I, I learned a lot of my cold calling skills from an internship where I went around and I was selling like, exterior paint jobs and like running my own <laughs> business and stuff
1: yep and i know it
2: one of the one of those college ones are they the college pyramid college paint works yeah, yeah 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 i know I, it i met a lot of friends through there though but regardless um i learned what it was like to go door to door in february and right. sell stuff but i mean
0: hey good for you seriously i mean like i don't i think people underestimate how hard it is sometimes to do that right i know even for me too like like with burfer we talked about burfer in the past like possibility of doing that in the future right where we're going to try to talk and get in those products in the store but even just with me personally like it's not easy to go and, and approach people and say this is who i am this is what i have to provide now what i would say for you is that you have a great product so i think it makes it much easier when you when you know the product that you've created is really good and i
2: can stand behind it absolutely all my absolutely
0: yeah. absolutely and you think about it, i'm always one of those guys too like when I started this business, I always think to myself, like, why not me?
2: That's what I was thinking, too. Exactly. I'm like, I see all these people making a living, running their own businesses and doing whatever they want. And I'm like, why not? Yeah, like you said, why not me? Right. And I know the reason the reason why not you is the hurdles you put in front of yourself, usually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? That and it's and as you know, and Jared and I talk business all the time is, is, is it's a, whoever thinks they're going to start a business or create a product and it's going to be super easy and you're going to sell it and you're going to sell a million of them and your next thing you know we always joke around say you're driving a ferrari or a lamborghini they're full of shit i'll say it yeah. cuz it's true they're going to fall flat on you their face you need to freaking hustle yeah. and hustle and hustle and work a lot of hours and put a lot of time and energy into it and be and you know ultimately at the end of the day is be a good good person be a good person but it's it's a lot of freaking work to get to that point
2: and whatever. a lot of a lot of work that goes unnoticed too yeah. i mean the only one that the only one that knows i'm doing that work is nicole when i'm um, She's going to bed at eleven, and you know I'm staying up till you know two, three, four, 5 in the morning, right? You know, just doing work. It's it's the most time I'm the most productive, and I have the least amount of distractions. Yep. So, it, like you know, I'm kind of a night owl, kind of an insomniac, and you know I still have the ability to pull all nighters to be able to get work done. And uh, with a funny story is actually with that fishing show that we were talking about. We were selling so many of certain baits that I was like, okay, I'm gonna take as many blanks as I have, and I literally stayed up all night. I sprayed all of them, I clear coated all of them, so they could be ready to bring and sell at the show. Good for I you. didn't sell all of them from there, but I mean, I sold like one or two of them, and I was like, well, as long as I sell one of them, my like, all yeah. nighter was worth it, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, and that's that's you have what it inventory,
1: takes. yeah, right? Yeah, that's wild. So where like. So you'll kind of talk about like the two year mark is kind of, we talk about a lot of business owners. It's kind of like where I think once you start it, you kind of really start defining some more things at that two year mark being like, you know, sometimes like a lot of friends who are like, Oh yeah, I just want to do this and it's going to be really fun and stuff like that. And then two years in, you're like, Oh, this isn't sustainable. Or like, I really want to make some money doing this because this is fun. But like, like you said, you kind of had mentioned it, like I could do this for myself, but how do I monetize this? Yeah. Cause like at some point in time you're like, you know, cause that's an interest. I think like Alex said that, I think he's like, I have an interest in, in making this a business, you know, instead of just like making it for fun, you know? And so is, would you have like a two year like identity crisis where you're like hey like I got to kind of redefine this straighten up the ship a bit.
2: Yeah, I did. Um, there was a point where I, I I started the business. I didn't have my LLC yet. I actually just got that like this pat like this year is like the first year that I'll be doing like you know write offs and all that kind Don't of Don't let stuff. Uncle Sam hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Uncle Sam yeah. hears you everywhere you go. You That's can't same. avoid it. That's so, right. Um, every anyway. step is loud. Yeah, exactly. But uh but uh, yeah, we, we were
1: about. just like how you're you know the two-year mark and life kind of changes in the business world
2: yeah sure so it was a point where i realized i was like dude i haven't posted on instagram in like weeks like am i gonna like just like all this like thousands of dollars i spent on equipment and all this effort and stuff am i gonna sell it all and just send it or am i gonna like am i gonna turn it into something and from there on out you know i was you know trying to do better with you know posting consistently like it's rare I miss a post now. Like, I post every day. You know, a lot of people do, like, consistent content, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you maximize seven days out of the week to market your product, especially when I'm an online business? So I was like, you know, if I'm missing this day, not only is it a chance to to potentially sell a product or get a follower or something, but the algorithm knows that, too. You have to, you have to leverage these algorithms of these social media platforms to, like, make it work for you. And especially with Instagram and stuff, the, uh, the consistency that you post is, is a huge factor in it.
1: Yeah. How many Instagram followers do you have?
2: 742 right now. Okay. And I think that he knows it right down to the T. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, good. uh, I, uh, I was, I just, I, I, what's funny is I was working hard to like the 300. And then all of a sudden, like once I hit 300 and got the 500, I rolled right through 500 and it's just, what's weird is my, I started consistently finding growth when I was consistently posting weird how it goes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and it just shows, you know, the more and more you, the more and more you post. I mean, sometimes I, you know, sometimes I can post like a couple times a day. I mean, it's, but the thing is, it depends on how much time you have to, to do that. Like, it's not like, you know, people think with the business, running the business and doing something online, it's that you wake up and you do your obligatory social media posts. It's like, no, it's not the most efficient way to do it, to wake up, Figure out what you're trying to post, make the thing that you're going to post or get and receive the content, edit it, and actually get it out. You know, that's going to take like, you know, an hour or two for a video. That's like 20 seconds Right. when you really want to get everything all batched out. I mean, I try to do like one week in advance, at least for Facebook posts and Instagram posts. Yep. But... Um, I mean, I actually went on a binge yesterday and I actually have my stuff scheduled out all the way until the 20th. So like, I mean, up until the day before that show, I have all my social media, Facebook and Instagram posts, non-video content already scheduled out.
1: Dang.
0: You're all over it. You're way all over <laughs> it than
1: I am, I'll tell you Yeah, that. it's it's brutal. I mean, we talk about content all the time. Um, and, you know, maybe it's just like, you can kind of focus on one or two products or the smaller, but like, yeah, it's, it, I... I even hit the dry spell, like just writing stuff after a while, you know, I'm like, Oh, what am I going to write about today? Um, so I mean, that's more power to you. That's impressive.
0: So let's, uh, we're getting, we're getting close uh, on some time. Let's, let's start to kind of get to the, to the end here. But before we do that, let's, um, so people come, let me ask you this. So people come in and ask me quite often, they'll say, and actually I have a meeting on Friday. Somebody wants to talk to me about starting a business. Do you have that? where people will come in and ask you, how did you do it? Like, how did you start this? And if you, if, if they have, let us tell us, you don't have to give us exacts, obviously, cause that's between you and the person. But if they haven't, what would you tell? Like, if I was asking you right now, like Austin, how did you do this? Like, and I don't, I don't need you to go perbatim. Like we kind of just went into it, but like, what would be some of the, the three points or three key things that you would tell somebody that's interested in starting a business, whether it's a retail business, producing something, or maybe it's a providing a service now that you been doing this for four years, you, you've learned a lot. Yeah. Some things you, some things like me, you've realized didn't work. <laughs> some things you've l- realized have worked really well. We just talked about your posting and how that's kind of worked out for you. But what, what advice would you give to somebody that's inspiring to maybe think, I want to start my own business?
2: I think that if you want to do business... It's a gamble, regardless. So you like whatever money you put in, you have to. It's just like investing anything. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with losing every single dollar and more.
1: Damn, that's good advice right and, there. And Holy, yeah, just, stop. Just, stop. just stop. All right, right you're here. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the goat. But yeah,
2: no, but yeah, so you have to do that, um, and I think that you have to find the exact crossing point where your expertise meet your passion, because. Without expertise, you're not going to create a quality product or service, but without the passion, you can do it good and you can make the money, but you're not going to be happy. Because in the end, you want to be successful. why? Because of financial fulfillment and freedom. And that's kind of what drives is like I want to be able to spend, you know, instead of you know working eight to 12 hours for a billion dollar company, someone else working for someone else's dreams, Work eight to sixteen hours a day on something that you love. It doesn't even feel like work. Obviously, there's parts of my business that I don't like doing. That is not fun, but it's a part of the life cycle of your business that you need to do. I mean, no one likes you know doing expense reports and stuff like that. It's not glamorous. It's fun making lures. But yeah, (laughs) oh, you do. I do. um, Yeah. So I I guess apparently Jared likes. uh, Jared (laughs) Uh, likes. That's
0: Jared's Accounting Service LLC.
1: (laughs) We have billboards sure. and bus stop signs. <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, like like I said, find the find the point that you uh, that your expertise and your passion cross uh, to get the proper business. You're gonna have to. Let's see. Yeah, of course I forgot like my first point that Whoa, I. Actually, no, no, that's fine. No. That's fine. You're rolling with it. You're yeah. It. But yeah, so like, Thank yeah, you. find that point, and then, um, I think that, I think I think the I think what you talk, what you talked about is ask yourself the ask yourself the uh, two questions. Why not me and or wherever you are in your life? Is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? If the answer is no, why are you doing it? Right.
1: 100%. Right. 100%. Those are some really good pieces
0: of advice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, and I would add to that too: be prepared for a lot of hours.
2: Yes. Seriously. Like I said, I was talking that it's normal for double digit hours. And I mean, you know. Uh, you know, it might not be you know exactly like I'm not always making lures all of those hours. There's so many other things involved in the business. You know, marketing it and responding to messages and engaging with the content because you know you can't put the con out there, content out there and not engage back with the people. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's it, like the thing that separates the small guys from the big guys is that when you DM us, we're gonna DM you back. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't say that any better myself. Well, like I said, uh, somewhere in the, in the podcast as we talked and um, had the rumblings of the motorcycles outside earlier from the beautiful weather that we and finally And the kids. And yeah. the kids, yeah. yeah. Well, we can't forget about the kids. I'm a huge fan. I, I, I'm, a, I'm rooting for you. I, 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 if there's anything that we can do here at Fall Line to help you out, uh, what I would say to you is uh, we, we have dabbled a little bit into the ice fishing stuff this last year. So if you start – or if you have or if you're dabbling into that stuff – Maybe we could be another store that you could get some of those things into. The, our niche is the fly fishing thing, as you know. Um, but I would always tell f- folks never say never as far as going into anything else. So yeah. just keep that as an open mind. And like I said, as, 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 hopefully our business will continue to grow a, a, along with yours. Um, and hopefully down the road, you and I could do some. Do some business together with yeah. what you got going on. So keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, I would say an open an, uh, an open mind is. If I had to add a, a P.S. like an open mind is a huge. Part. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, uh, you know, the areas that everyone's going to be telling you don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Well, it's a path that wasn't traveled, and mm-hmm. the thing is, you can't mm-hmm. know what the path is if it hasn't been traveled. And yeah, you know, someone, you know, you might find out that they're right, but you also might find out that they're wrong. Right,
1: right. Or like we talk about that with the, you know, the LL Bean, you know, like when you start saying, Hey, you know, like we, oh, we don't do that that way anymore. We've transitioned. It's like, well, why, you know, like, you know, I've worked for, I, th- I remember that distinctly. I worked for a summer camp up in the, uh, up in Manaqua. And, you know, the, the lady who went to me and she's like, well, we don't do it that way. <laughs> I was like, but why, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're like, that's just like, well, we've never done it that way. Or this is just the way we've always done it. Like when you start saying that, like, who's That's not the reason doing it. That's a slippery slope. That yeah. is, right. when you start saying that and that's the answer, like. That's not a culture-based answer, even though you think it is. You know, that's the culture we have. It's, it's like, complacency. Culture is it? complacency. Is yeah. it? Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. So, right. so <clears throat> Austin, tell us, what, what are some of your uh, socials? Uh, what's your website? What's, what's, tell, us, tell the folks that are, are listening to the podcast uh, how they can check out what you're doing, because it's awesome.
2: Yeah, sure thing. Um, so, on Facebook, it is Serwinski Lures. That's C as in cat, Z as in zebra, E as in Ernie. R W I N S K I Lures. And as if you don't want to spell out that last name, if you don't want to spell that out, then on Instagram it's CZ Fishing Lures. And then as far as my website goes, it is you can get there by doing CZLures.com or lures.com And then there's also a little a little bit of YouTube presence there as well. I think it's CZ Fishing Lures. A couple of my fishing outings and a couple tutorials on how I make some stuff or just a quick look. And uh, it's not a huge presence I have, but it is an insight into the business that you can still look into as well.
0: Yeah, sweet. And um, I guess my last question before we, uh, um, Jared and I kind of uh, shore things up and talk about the future. What is, what is what is your goal? Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying from a monetary monetary standpoint, right. Obviously the goal is to obviously make enough money where you're doing this full time eventually. And, and you, you know, but what, what is your, is your goal to have a a factory someday? Is your goal to have a store? Like what is like right now, as we sit here in 2022, May 4th, may the 4th be with you. Is that how they say it? It is. Yeah. I don't have my lightsaber on me. I kept it at home. (laughs) Um, what is, what is your goal? Like what's the long-term goal?
2: I think the long-term goal and something that I, when I was starting the company that I wanted to figure out is that I want something so sustainable that I can have financial freedom with it and that I actually have an opportunity for my children to have a job, whether, you know, to start having their first job, it'd be cool doing like little menial tasks, like, you know, packaging up lures or, you know, you know, doing little things that, you know, I can outsource to someone that just it's a body that has hands, right? And I think that would be cool to have a company that I have longevity enough with that my kids can work for it, work for it and do some, you know, just kind of maybe even get them into the sport of fishing, you know, I mean not do that's what, great, not what they want to do for the rest of their life, right? But I mean, in the end, I think it's the uh, I think it's just being able to just being able to do what I want. That's just kind of a that's just kind of what it comes down to, with plain and simple. And doing what you want requires money and hard work that's yeah it's really what it is
0: i always say that we live in the greatest country in the world i've said that multiple times on this podcast and that we live in the country that you literally can do anything you want
2: yeah i agree
0: you really can and um so i i i, I hope to gosh that that really help happens for you and like i said we're here to support you and um hopefully we'll do some business in the future it's been great to have you back jared yeah i know that you're a little you're a little headphoneless today on the podcast. <laughs> yeah i
2: know <laughs> you're making it work
1: yeah, I was a little underprepared, but that's okay.
0: No, well, you know, it's been it's been a it's been a quite quite the last few weeks for it's you. It's
1: like where did I put that bag? And I was like, I have no idea. So <laughs> no. Like, let's see what I can do.
0: No, it's good to have you back. We're we're I think that as things get a little bit better for you, we'll continue to try to knock out as many podcasts as we can, especially with. Oh, we're uh, back. Well, we we're are back. back. We got people that are getting out to the streams now, doing some fishing. People are going on their fishing boats. We have people that are out boating now. People that are out doing their hiking. They're gonna need a, they're gonna
2: need CJ Falls to go along with them.
1: They need something to listen to on the ride, you know.
2: I do it when I'm making lures, man. Like uh, I think the last podcast I listened to was, oh, which one was it? I, oh, don't do that
0: to us. Twenty one, probably twenty one. No,
2: 21. no. no yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go in here. I'm gonna have to look at which ones I was listening to. But uh, but yeah, I mean, when I'm making lures and stuff, I, I like to I like to listen to it, especially when you uh, talk like business stuff. You know, there's a yep. couple. Uh, there was a couple podcasts in there about. Uh, Uh, I was talking about the, uh, I
1: want to say it, but I don't want to like throw them off. Oh
2: yeah. You're going to throw me, Yeah, you're not going to throw me off. Um, uh, yeah, it was brand awareness. The, um, I like that one. Uh, the risk predicting risk to provide value. That was a good one I was listening to as well. Um, and then obviously the updates, it was nice to, you know, get you guys back on, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, it's not your primarily life, your business. So you're not going to be doing it, you know. Every week, we're gonna you know get it done. try to make it happen every week, right? But we try.
1: We try. We were on a really good run. You like, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we missed one, and then life happened. Life happened. Valentine's Day, and lived. then from Valentine's Day, it's, been, <laughs>
0: it's like that meme where you're riding the bike and you put your own like stick in your own spoke. <laughs> yeah. Just for the record, Jared and I did not break up. Our relationship is just fine. <laughs> <I'm sorry.
2: laughs> couples counseling (laughs) (laughs) that's actually why I'm here I'm actually truly their their, uh, couples counselor I'm actually don't even run a lure business yeah
1: we had um, we just said hey would you go on we need we need some
0: content, (laughs) counselor (laughs) hey we're excited for you I again I I thank you for your time I know we had to reschedule a few times and uh, I thank you for giving up your uh, tonight's Wednesday giving up your Wednesday night on a really nice night from your uh, your new bride and um, I wish you all the success so thanks thanks again for coming on yeah thanks for having me on absolutely appreciate it Uh, well, sir.
1: What, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> off the, off the next <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. See you guys on the next one.
0: All Thank you. Bye.